Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Again, letting people's misbehavior define our own. Letting what other people do get so deeply under our skin that, that, that it causes us to do immoral things. Someone's misconduct does not absolve me from my responsibility to do what God told me to do. I don't care what your husband did, what your wife did. I don't care what the guy on the street did. You are responsible for you. Watch Moses here. Must we bring water for you? Moses is making a tragic mistake here. He's acting like, you know, uh, he and Aaron were the power behind the miracles. Here's something I learned. God doesn't need my help. Matter of fact, God could not use me until I learned this lesson. God does not need my help. He needs my obedience. He doesn't need my good ideas. He doesn't need my, the strength of my personality. All God needs is for me to do what he said. That it. That is it. Y'all just like the first service. Dear God. I love you anyway. You're thinking. I know that's what it's about. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? He, he lost his temper and he took matters in his own hands. It, anger has this hypnotizing effect on uh, human beings. It always causes you to go just a little bit too far. Anger always causes the overreach. You know, the statement was fine in your head. But by the time it came out of your mouth, it had a few extra four-letter words. That you never, I mean, you, you never, you didn't intend for those words to come out of your mouth. And you end up talking about people's mothers, people's aunties, and people's cousins, and none of it was intended. But anger just has this capacity to make us say more than we are. I mean, you, you step on my toe, I'm going to break your leg. We just that way. And people criticize the Bible, and they say, well, you know, in the Old Testament, Moses said an eye for an eye. But you don't realize that in that day, that was a step up. Because if you just took a piece of corn off of my land, I, they would shoot you. I didn't have guns, but they would stab you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, it was, it, you hurt me, I will get you good and I'll kill your sister. So Moses said, we got, we got to check this. The consequences need to be uh, uh, commensurate with, with, with the deeds. Then Jesus came and took it a step further. And the New Testament's harder than the Old Testament. Don't, don't be deceived. Moses said, an eye for an eye. He knock you an eye, you knock him in the other, and then that's fair. <laughs> but Jesus said, I'm talking about turning other. Jesus! <laughs> but it, you got to trust God that he's going to protect that other tree. <laughs> then Moses lifted his hand. It's funny how anger can so quickly take us back. 
You know, I've been out of New York for over 20 years. Get me mad enough, though, all of a sudden my New York accent is right back. And when I start talking with an accent in my house, everybody walks into other rooms. But don't just look at me all crazy like I'm the only one. Some of y'all ladies, 20 years off the block, 20 years. But just one incident, you cornrolling your hair, putting Vaseline on your face, putting on your sneakers. That's right. Your husband grabbing you, acting like Candy and Nina on the good, what is it, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Women that are millionaires, acting a fool. But anger just has a way of taking you back. Listen, anger ain't always wrong now. There's a place for righteous indignation. There's a place for anger, but the Bible said, in your anger, don't sin. That's one of those emotions you have to be very, very careful about because it has this tendency to go too far. It has a tendency to say too much and to overreach. So when you're angry, sometimes you got to learn to just... That's why the Bible said, be still and know I'm God. The Derek Greer translation is, shut up and let God handle your situation. Verse 11, then Moses lifted his hand. You see, by default, he went back to what he used to do. He used to hit rocks. Now, God told him to speak to the rock, but, but he, by default, he, it just somehow takes you back. But you see, there was no place for Moses' old man in the new land. And, and God had to check him. You just can't bring all that old stuff into the new place. He lifted his hand. And he struck the rock twice with his rod. He's basically saying, God, I'm going to do me. I'm going to show them where I come from. You know, they say, all this holy man. Now, let me show them where I come from. I read this so well because I understand. I've done this. Got the T-shirt and the chips. Struck the rock, the rock twice with his hand, and water came out profusely, abundantly. Despite Moses' bad attitude, God performed the miracle anyway. Hey, got some. And the congregation and their animals, what did they do? They, they drank. This is why I don't get too impressed with myself. Sometimes God uses me despite me, and I know that, and you know that just as well. He didn't do this because Moses had everything together. He did it because the people had a need. But there are consequences to our disobedience because this became the last miracle that Moses had ever performed. Then the Lord, verse 12, spoke to Moses and Aaron. You see, publicly he honored Moses, but then privately. 
You know, it's like that child that does something silly in a public place, and, and then somebody rise up acting like they want to do something to your child. You stand right in the middle and say, you got to get that, you got to deal with me. You know, and, and that's normal. But when you get home, you're going to remind that child of who he belongs to, and, and that wasn't appropriate, that wasn't right. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. Find out more about Dr. Greer, Grace Church, and today's teaching at gracechurchva.org. Let's get back to today's teaching. So he gets him in private. He says, because you did not believe me, why did God call Moses' action here unbelief? Because like you and I, he didn't believe that God's word alone would suffice. If we really believed that we could put God's word on our spouse, if we really believe what God's word said about that situation, we just came out of it. If we really believe God's word could handle it, we wouldn't have acted so ignorant. But we act ignorant because we don't believe. Like, Lord, if I don't handle this myself, I know you ain't going to handle it. So, so, Lord, you just close your eyes. I'm about to deal with this situation. <laughs> but, Moses, but, but God called that unbelief. It takes faith to believe that God's going to handle a situation, and you say, well, you know what, bless God, I'm going to let you do it, Lord. See, when I do it, I mess it up. But God has a way of doing it perfectly in a way that it never needs to be amended. And also, when he does it, you feel no guilt. He said, because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Moses, you let your anger speak louder than my instructions. You let your emotions dictate instead of my word. And you took matters into your own hands. Please don't mishear me. Don't become one of those weird Christians that, that, that smiles when you don't mean it and everyone knows it's fake. I'm not talking about that. And there are times you need to stand up for yourself and, and speak the truth in love. But, but, but constant anger, constant rage will destroy you and destroy your relationships if you leave it unchecked. And God looks at him and he says, because of this, or therefore, you shall not bring, Moses, this assembly into the land which I have given you. What he's saying is, Moses, I'm calling you home. I need cooler heads to prevail. Moses, if I let you keep on the way you're going, you're not only going to destroy yourself, but my people. Deuteronomy 3 and 23, we're going to Stop at verse 24, and we're already through for the morning. Listen to how Moses prayed about the situation. Then I pleaded with the Lord at that time. Moses saying, and he's recounting to the children of Israel what happened, saying, I, I begged the Lord to change his mind, saying, Oh, Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For, for what God is there in heaven or on earth who could do anything like your works and your mighty deeds? God, you are great. And, and God, you've begun a great work in me. Lord, please complete it in my life. 
I pray, I ask you, Lord, let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains and Lebanon. He's saying, please, please, please. And you know what? Every other time Moses appealed to God, God said yes. But this one time, God said no. And at first, it seems like God's being too hard on Moses until you read the next verse. And when you read the next verse, you'll understand the reason why. God was really trying to protect Moses from himself. Now, he's recounting the story in Deuteronomy to the, the people. And he's saying, but, but the Lord was angry with me on your account. You see, 40 years in the wilderness finally took its toll on Moses. For 40 years, he listened to the people shift blame and blame him instead of themselves. So now Moses had become just like the people. And he is not accepting responsibility for his actions. We're in the world, but not of the world. And when God sends you to a place to bring his testimony, but you become just like the place, what's the point of having you there anymore? Nobody put a gun to Moses' head. Nobody. Now, this is going to mess with, you know, with the way you thought all your life. But here's something I know. Nobody can make you mad. Nobody. People can help a whole lot. <laughs> and they do. But no one can make you mad. I choose my response. You see, it's funny how when my wife did that thing, I got all grumpy and aggravated for several days on end. But when my boss did it, it's like, oh, it's okay, boss. I can control me. Ain't that true? I'm going to go to Messing. That woman made me hit her. If she didn't act that way, I, I wouldn't do what I do to that woman. Let me tell you, if that woman looked like a Vander Holyfield, you think again. She ain't make you do nothing. You chose. The Lord was angry with me on your account. It's your fault. He wouldn't listen to me because of you. As long as you are blaming others for your faults, you will not enter your promised land. I don't care how anointed, how appointed. I don't care what you have done in your life up to this point. But as long as you are blaming other people for your problems, you will not enter into your promise. So the Lord takes a tone in these next, this, this next sentence that we just don't hear in Moses' life until now. So the Lord said to me, enough of that. And you can imagine there was a raised tone and there was a sternness in the Father's voice. That's enough, Moses. Speak no more to me of this matter. I mean, it was so serious, God said, don't even pray about it. 
unresolved anger. Now listen, you will have flashes, but check that flash. You will have your moments. If you're going to do something with your hands, put it in your pocket if you got to. We will all feel angry at times. It's normal. But it's what you do with that anger that has the capacity to destroy your destiny if you let it. God said, Moses, you're out of control. Moses, I love you, but you're about to hurt yourself and my people. The Bible says it's easier for a man to win a city than to possess his own soul. And one of the highest places you can get in life is when you can control your temper. You say, well, Bishop, you say that from some high place. You don't know me. You don't know me. When I was a kid, I would fight until my fists were bloody. And then I couldn't even remember what I did. I'd go into a blind rage and just beat on anything that got next to me or close to me. I understand temper. And I really didn't remember. Matter of fact, people, I was like, did I win or did I lose? I didn't know. <laughs> and my fear of going into the ministry was my, my temper. I said, Lord, I'm going to lose it and I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to get even. Lord, you don't want me to pastor. But when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, it starts with love. That's the first bookend. But the other bookend is self-control. Meaning the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to help us love other people, but also to control ourselves. So God is present with me to help me control me. And my temper, your temper... You know, say you're Irish or, or whatever you, 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 you are, there's no excuse. You are now a child of the Most High God. I don't care where you're from. Matter of fact, you're no longer from where you're from. I am born from above. I am now a king's kid. I have the very DNA of God in my spirit, the nature of Abba living on the inside of me. I look like my daddy and I can do what my daddy does. I can control me. I can keep my zipper zip, hear what I'm saying? I keep my hands in my pocket. I can keep my mouth closed. I can do whatever God's called me to do because the divine nature of Abba lives on the inside of me. God said, Moses, you're out of control. And, and, and speak no more. Stay out of control. You might get recalled. Lose your salt. You might get recalled. If your mission is to bring light on your job, but you refuse to bring the light, don't be surprised. They let you go. Moses, you're out of control. Come on home, baby. I love you. I'm for you. But, but you're too old to be playing them games, Moses. You know better. I've been, I've, we've been together too long. You done seen my face, been in my glory. You know better, Moses. He said, Mo, you coming on? You coming on? 
coming on home. My prayer is that's not the case for anyone here. Our anger, that unresolved anger at daddy for not being there. For mama, maybe, for not protecting you, being everything you wanted. That, that, that anger at brother, that anger at sister, that anger at, at husband, that anger at wife, that anger at neighbor can keep you. I mean, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? It can keep you from your destiny. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Please don't think I'm talking down at you. I wear shoes, put on my pants one leg at a time like you do. Just like you. Maybe the difference is I've learned to ask for help. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.